Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 175. It's your boy, A-Dub. And your boy, Stress back at the building. What's good, Slack family out there? Yes, what's good, Slack family? Um, we definitely have a, a lot to address on the show today. Um, but what we talk, like to talk about always is that sports is kind of like our escape. And it's, um, you know, it's really, really sad when, when these things kind of hit home. Um, and, and it, you know, I think it's easy for us to forget that these are real humans involved. And that it's you know, life and life and death, literally situations at times. Um, we do want to say uh, and send our thoughts out to Demar Hamlin and all of his family. We're going to go ahead and, and start the show basically like that um, as we kind of segue into our first topic. But definitely wanted to uh, welcome in the Slack family. Thank you all for being here um, as we normally do. And then we'd like to just kind of jump in with with kind of our thoughts about this because um you know, situations like this are, are bigger than bigger than sports. So um want to welcome moms in. Uh want to welcome Kelly as well, Unk and uh and Pops with us so far. So thank you guys for being here. And yeah, I definitely wanted to uh to kind of just you know gather our, our thoughts a little bit on this and um uh, Strizzy kind of hear hear what you thought about um Damar Hamlin's situation last night um after collapsing after making a tackle. Uh, yeah, man, situations like this are always so scary, man, and, and it's so incredibly unfortunate. You know, you, you always notice that the uh, the more serious and some more severe injuries always happen, um, you know, after after a hit or after a play or non-contact play, right? Uh, the tackle was nothing crazy. It wasn't head-to-head. It, you know, it was, it was a, a textbook tackle. He got up, took about two steps, and fell completely to the ground, man. So it's just... Things of that nature are so scary. You know, we don't necessarily know exactly what's happened yet. Um, if you guys are anything like me, which I'm sure you are, I've, I've just been waiting like all day. I haven't been, I haven't been this invested in, in uh, a situation this serious, you know, since 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 Kobe's passing. May he rest in peace. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, just just praying. You know, Marcus, you know, had mentioned earlier. He was like, you know, sometimes no news is good news, and I'm just I'm just hoping that's the case, man. You know what I mean? And um, like Kel said, you know praying for him and everyone who loves him, it's, it's scary. You know, you see, as, as an ex-football player myself, you know, you see guys get injured on the field and, you know, you see maybe, you know, something hurts, a stinger, a torn ACL, and even though those are serious, you you also know deep down that they're going to be okay and they'll be able to play, play another, you know, day of football. Um, this this could be career-ending, you know what I mean? And that's that's so incredibly unfortunate. Yes, mo- most definitely. Did want to add the third member of our panel too, Marcus. Uh, uh, welcome to the show and kind of gather your your thoughts or, or give you a chance to um, contribute on this conversation as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, gonna remember his name forever, man, Demar Hamlin, because it's the way it happened. You know, it's a, it's a, they say it's a, it was a one in a million type of thing situation that happened. You know, but it was crazy. I couldn't really sleep that good. Like I woke up, like my wife, like, hey, hey, you ever we heard anything? Like, no, nah, we haven't heard anything yet. It's just like. You can't sleep. You're like, I don't know him personally, but it's like you want him to pull through. Yeah. So I, I, I'm at the point now. I'm just kind of like trying to think positive, trying to, you know what I'm saying, have positive thoughts go out there. Not not even thinking he's not gonna make. You know, always trying to say, yeah, he gonna wake up. He gonna get this. And then the whole the thing we should think about, like maybe he won't play a game, but that's fine as long as he's here. You know, so yeah, like, exactly. It ain't about football right now. It's about him being here. I don't know if he had any kids or anything like that, but just his family. You know, it's kind of scary thing to happen like that because it's like. Imagine how we feel. Is imagine how his, his family feel. Who knows him personally? Who's always there with him? You know, so we just right. gotta kind of, kind of, kind of try to stay positive and try to keep keep um, positive vibes in the, in the energy in the, in the in the world right now. I think I think everybody is really 
praying for him and really trying to uh, uh, be positive of the situation he's going through. So, like I said, I just want to just say, hey, we pray for him and just believe he's going to pull through. I, I really think he's going to be okay. Yeah, um, I agree. I want to get to a couple comments real quick and then share some thoughts. We have Grace in the building. Welcome to mm -hmm. the show. Thank you for being here with us. Unk says, it's scary to see someone going through injury. Um, Anthony Wesson also. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Appreciate you being here with us. Um, Pop says, uh, uh, players get bigger, faster, and stronger each year. They hit more and they hit harder than in the past. Just crazy incident. Never seen anything like that. Seating was silent. CPR on the field was chilling. And, yeah, that is, you know, the, the thing for me, too, is just like, it was just so kind of crazy to see. And we understand the inherent risk of what these guys are doing. And, you know, obviously these are like car crash type collisions, you know, every time they, they make tackles and things like that, and they are risking their lives, but just to see it like that, it really brings it to the forefront. And um, yeah, it really, really shook me last night. And, and I kind of um, want to say, you know, my appreciation for my brothers here too. Um, you know, Strizzy and Marcus, we were texting a little bit earlier and um, cause I just was like, man, every time I open up ESPN or something like that, I think I'm going to, you know, see something negative and, you know, um, thank you, Marcus, especially, you know, just for reminding me to kind of just stay positive and, and to think the right way and just put that positive mm -hmm. energy out there. So um, mm -hmm. that's what we're going to, we're going to continue to do, but we definitely wanted to address that. And, and, you know, um, in, in all of its seriousness um, before we, we talk sports as we normally do, you know, we, we come here, this is like our escape from reality mm -hmm. where, where we love, you know, sports as entertainment, but at the end of the day too, these, you know, these are real people and we, we wanted to address that and not be insensitive to the fact that um, this is on all of our minds and, and our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, um, so prayers up to Damar Hamlin. I, until we hear more, we're going to continue to think positive and, um, and we're going to, um, you know, keep our, keep our Slack train rolling as well. Um, but um, thank you all for being here. Let's see. We also got Stephanie Washington in the building. What's up, Steph? Um, and yeah, so we're going to, we're going to jump into it. Um, trying to talk about some of the playoff scenarios and some of the, the scoreboard but definitely wanted to, to let everybody know where, where our thoughts were on that uh, before we get started. So we'll go ahead and uh, jump into our first topic as, as what's up next. Oh, let's check it out, man. Real quick. Now tune to NFL, NFL talk. talk. Let's get it. Oh man, we lost our graphics for a second. Uh, sorry about that. Hold on one second. We'll get our graphics back. We'll get our graphics back and pop in real quick. Um, so good. Don't know what happened with that, but you know how that goes. But it's gonna be the NFL talk, and we are gonna go over the scoreboard. Just kind of talk about, um, you know, some of the different, uh, some of the different outcomes this week. Most surprising outcomes. Um, I, I will say for me, the Saints Eagles game was was very surprising. Uh, just based on where the Eagles were coming from this year, having been so far out in front of the NFC all year, now it's coming down to the last week of the season where, um, where you know, they, they could potentially lose that number one seed after losing two weeks in a row. So that was a surprising one for me. Um, but in, did any other games um, stick out to either of y'all that you wanted to discuss on the scoreboard real quick? I think that was a bit with me too because I felt like even with – Gardner Minshew, that that ground game and that defense, I still would have thought they would have pulled through, especially how 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 well they played you guys last week. You know what I'm saying? So I, I thought that was a wrap. Um, obviously, man, you, Panthers that that one stung a little bit. They they came out, they started out so damn strong, dude. Went up quick, 14-0. <laughs> um, 
and then 21-7, then at, by halftime, I think it was 21-14 or 20-14, something around that, around that. But it, it's crazy, man, how one person, like what one person can actually mean to a team. Like not not having uh, J.C. Horn killed us. Mm-hmm. It hurt us so bad. Like, I mean, that man has been clamps on every number one receiver that we, that he's, he's you know, saying, got, got in front of all year. So not having him, it really, really showed. I mean, he, he locked up my game was the first time they played. And uh, him not being there, he torched Xavier Woods and C.J. Henderson. Um, so um, it, it was really bad. And um, I like the way Sam Darnold looked at, in the beginning, but he he showed a lot of Sam Darnold that we kind of know of towards the yeah. end. And I think one of the biggest things, too, that like really, really hurt us is even though he played well in the beginning, we shouldn't have really relied on him like that. You know what I mean? Like we we got away from the ground game, which, which – Essentially got us back into to you know contention for the for the division. So we didn't run the we didn't run the ball hardly at all in the second half. Didn't run it too much in the first because he was playing well. And I think once we got away from the ground game, what, what got us there um, that really hurt us. So um, we gave the ball back to our great the greatest quarterback of all time entirely too much, and I feel like that was definitely our downfall. So you know just stupid stupid turnovers at the end of the game, but. Um, Damn, it was a rough one. I was trying not to get my hopes up, but when we went up so fast, I was like, okay, we might we might do this. And then, you know, of course, Tom Brady and Tom Brady fashion does what he do. So it was, yeah. it was fun, but it's all good. Well, so that being said, the way the Buccaneers did play against a a, a solid but you know limited defense in the Panthers because they were missing their main guy. Are you worried about the Bucs now? Um, Marcus or Strizzy? Uh, you know, do you think that, that was kind of them picking up momentum? No. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. A, I was telling somebody uh, a couple of weeks ago when they beat the. Uh, they won on Christmas. I was saying um, that's a team you don't want to face in the playoffs. And I, I know we always say you know, about the quarterback, but it's two quarterbacks whose team wasn't supposed to even make it the playoffs, which they might make the playoffs, and they zero zero in the playoffs. You might lose to them. That's Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers. So the quarterback plays has a lot to do with it. What's, what's going on? So. That team tough, man. They 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 have a lot of injuries during the season, and then they their players are coming back healthy now, so they're gonna be fresh. And hey, you win five games, that's all you need to do. Four or five games, and you in. So right, yeah, they they, they definitely scared, especially the way they play. You know, uh, seeing Mike Evan doing what he, what he does, it's just like man, they're gonna be a scary team. Yeah, that's my opinion. No, I agree. I agree. It's it's crazy. I'm like. You know, the Cowboys' most likely opponent in the first round is going to be to travel to the Bucks, where yeah. we started the season in, in a close game. And, you know, not that I'd be worried, but it's just like one of those things where, you, like you said, you know, if the team's hot at the right time, you don't necessarily want to face them. Mike Evans, definitely a beast, you know, three touchdowns, 200 yards on that, on the, on, on the Panthers. And, yeah, they might be getting into form. I don't know. Um, but it looks like now that they've, they've locked up their spot, they might rest their guys next week. So, hopefully um, – I'm you know, definitely – I'm definitely uh, worried if play, we played on first round. I don't, I don't, people can say what they want to say. I'm definitely worried because the way we play against Tennessee, which we should have blew them out. I'm just saying that's Michael Dodd. And you talking about the the goat? I'm just saying, man. Say what you say. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Well, Anthony Weston says he thinks the Cowboys will still beat them as long as Dak doesn't turn the ball over. Pop mm-hmm. says that um, our defense will put Brady into permanent retirement this time. No, um, so we'll see. That I hope that's he's how right. we go. I hope he's right. Has has Dak has Dak had a game in the last three games with no interception? No. He's no. averaging two a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all, that's all. I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with Anthony. I, I feel like I feel like they I feel like you guys beat them. 
even even in, in an away game. Um, they they still don't have all the defensive end pieces. Though. They got a lot of injuries still. Uh, they are going to use next week to get healthy. I don't think they're going to play their guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, pops. We know. Pops we know. Uh, but, uh, I hope you are. But I think you guys shouldn't. I, I think you guys get through the first round. Uh, but I feel like that that fully healthy Eagles game is going to be a little rougher this time around. But I think you'll get through the first round this year. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see how it plays off. A lot of uh, teams are still have a chance to make the playoffs. We'll we'll look at that in a second here. But one team that kind of surprised me that kind of fell flat was uh, the Washington Commanders against the Browns. They had a chance to stay alive in the NFC playoff race, and the Browns, uh, um, um, you know, won that game pretty handily. Um, another one that was interesting is the Steelers over the Ravens. Steelers stayed and they have a chance to uh, to stay over 500 for Mike Tomlin. Never been under 500. So we'll how many years? Like 12 years? Yeah, I think 11 or 12. This might be okay. his 12. Like that. I had one question. If you know A-Dub or anybody know on, on here, our center, is he done for the season? Um, yeah, they said that at least like three to four weeks. So he probably will, will miss the playoffs. So that's another thing with the Cowboys offensive line is going to have to juggle around. Definitely one of the strengths we rely on, but now all of a sudden, uh, at, the, at the worst time, uh, you know, there's questions there. So we'll see. Anthony Weston says also watch out for Green Bay. Um, yeah, they they were, you know, early on in the season, we thought they were done, but now here they are in a position to, to make the playoffs and kind of go on a run too. So that'll be very interesting. Um, but we, we, were, we were done too. Remember in the beginning of the season, that first game, that got hurt, and Cooper Rush came in there and saved us. So true. We, we I have had to team say, I was too. Like after that, that, that first game of the year, I was like, "Oh man, we waited all <laughs> for this and this and that." So, um, it is interesting to see how the tables have turned, and you know, anything's possible. Um, but I'm glad we're in the playoffs, and we'll we'll kind of go from there. I'm just I'm um, just getting a small reminder of Romo. That's all I'm saying about these inceptions. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. We can only sustain those for for so long, so uh, hopefully we can avoid them. Um, but it'll be interesting to see that the, the um, Cowboys still technically have a chance for the NFC East if the Eagles were to lose, and they still technically have a chance for the number one seed and getting a bye week. So uh, this, this next weekend could uh, could change a lot a lot of different things. Um, Anthony Weston mentioned um, Patrick Mahomes going over five thousand yards passing. That's uh, crazy. Elite man. Company with. With um, 5K? Yeah, 5,000 yards passing. He's one of the only ones to do that multiple times and also have over 30 – or no, what is it, 30 or 40 touchdowns in in, um, in a season two. So, yeah, only the third quarterback with – And he, and he had Tariq Hill this year, right? Right. That was the that was the thing, too, is that, uh, you know, that was the interesting question, right, going into the offseason. And now, you know, they, they're doing their thing. They're right back where they're supposed to be, so – um, but let's check on, let's move forward a little bit and let's check on some of the playoff scenarios. We did talk about, um, you know, the, uh, scary situation with Demar Hamlin at the beginning of the, of the show that does impact the playoff scenarios as well with the game being suspended. Uh, the NFL did confirm that they will not continue that game this week. And, um, I'm wondering if they're going to just basically play out week 18, um, as normal, and then find, like then go and take a look at whether this game um, between the Bengals and the Bills would change the outcome of the standings. But both of those teams are high up, and the Bills do still have a chance for the number one seed. So 
it's going to be very interesting to see how the uh, how the league handles that. But I'm kind of with Anthony Weston. I'm glad that the league did stop the game. Yeah. I'm not so sure though, too, if it was the league or it was just the coaches saying we're not. Social media, social media stopped that game because they went to the locker room. I think to get, to get their hairs together, and they had the outcry like you can't keep playing this game. Cause you, cause you, cause you also, I don't know if you guys seen, we seen uh, Diggs on the sideline trying to pump the guys up, like we gotta keep fighting, we gotta keep, like the right. guys was like, nah, man, we ain't trying to play this game, man. So yes. you know, you know, you know, normal as football, we grew up in football, we know like, hey, he's hurt, but we gonna we gotta fight for him, all of that. But that was a different situation. I don't think that ever happened before. You know, yeah. the, the whole thing was seeing the ambulance on the field. I, I think the first time I've ever seen that before. You see it yeah. on the sideline, but the, for it to be on the field, you know, it was like, dang, serious, serious now. It's so serious. Yeah, it's so scary. I mean, the Bills did confirm that, you know, Hamlin did have a cardiac arrest after that hit on the field when he collapsed and that his heart was restarted using CPR on the field there. And so that's so, so emotional. Yeah, that's got to be incredibly, incredibly emotional for those guys uh, to see that. But you're right. Initially – they gathered everybody up and they were coming like the defense was like coming back out. Like they were going to line back up mm-hmm. um, when the coaches kind of came together and they were just like, um, you know, before the coaches came together and, 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 you know, talked about, Hey, we need to really take a step back here. So, so, so one last question. So with that, they're not going to play this game. Do they get like a, is it like a, uh, like a, a draw? Like, is it on, on, the, on the thing or is it on nothing? I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Pops is saying uh, Bengals win just like a shortened baseball game. Oh, and I think okay. there's, there's chances for that to happen. But the only thing is this was only halfway through the first quarter. I think if it was in – if it was like into the third quarter or something like that, I can't remember exactly, but I believe the NFL has a rule where it's like as long as a certain percentage of the game has been played, then they'll just oh, okay. call it like it is. Okay. But with the game being so early in the first quarter, I don't know if they're just going to award the Bengals a win or maybe do a draw. Um, I think they're going to wait to see until after this weekend to, to find out. I agree. I think it depends on impact. You know what I'm saying? If, you know, if KC, Baltimore, or Bengals, one of those teams, if not, you know, if those teams lose something like that, Buffalo, then they'll, they'll figure out what to do with it. But because you know, I think I think you know what happens if he if he the guy came back and then he gave a thumbs up like that they playing that game but you know yeah. like he, he wasn't even there so it was like Ew. right that's that's accurate yeah that that was yeah too much for them to be you know that that was just the forefront at that point for them and it was a away there. game too so like they they weren't even home you know it was yeah. the Bengals then might have been kind of a little different. Yeah, they they wasn't even home, so he's not. He's still in Cincinnati right now. So, right, yeah. So definitely, definitely, you know, the priority is to figure out what's going on with him. But I, I don't know. I don't see the NFL playing like a shortened version of this game or like a midweek game right before the playoffs start. There's just not time in the schedule. So exactly. yeah. I think they're gonna have to, you know, figure it out or maybe just award the Bengals the win, do a coin flip, something that both teams agree <laughs> on beforehand. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um. But that was an impactful game. And speaking of impactful games, we have Saturday night, um, the Jaguars at the Titans. This is going to be a winner-take-all for the AFC South. Um, who do you got in this game? I wanted to do a quick pr- prediction, like a preview of Secure the Bag. So who do you got in this game, Strizzy? I got the Jags, man. I, I, think they're, I think they're the hot team right now. I think they're playing really, really well. I think they've won their last, what, three weeks in a row going into this. So uh, I like the Jags in this game. Marcus? I got Tennessee, dog. 
I just think they they got the experience. They do it every year. They they go to the playoffs. And then they don't do well. But King Henry, this is time of year. He wakes up. I think he's gonna have two hundred yards rushing, and they're gonna win two touchdowns. Then they he's gonna win the game for him. Nice. I love it. So we got two different sides of the opinion there. I, I'm wanting the slackers to help us uh, to help us decide which way to go. Uh, what what our collective thoughts are. So slackers, let us know who you think is gonna win, Jags, Titans, and then also Lions and Packers. So. The NFL, you know, has a lot of these different games that are impacting each other, and they wanted them to all be kind of played at the same time, right? So they wouldn't know the outcome going into it in case one team or the other kind of sat their guys. But Green Bay kind of got the exception. They're the Sunday night game, last game of the regular season, and if they win, they're in. Um, the Lions, they need the Seahawks to lose, so the Lions will know whether they're going to have a chance to get in or not prior to this game. But I'm curious what you guys think in this one. Uh, do the Lions play spoiler or, or do the Packers get in? I'm going for the Lions, man. I'm rooting for the Lions so hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I want the Lions to win, man. I'm saying Lions. Upset. Huge upset. I ain't wrong with the Lions. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no I was going to say. I would love it for the, for the Lions, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I, I, I'm a type of person. I always watch pre. During the game on post game, I always look at how players react, and the way uh, Aaron Rodgers' body language was, him joking and being happy again. He know they're not losing that game. Like he know he owns them guys, so he he knows. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going down. yeah. I, I think the same thing. I think that the the league wants him in. That'd be the better scenario. As hard as the Lions have fought, I don't I don't see that the tables have turned. But the real disappointment to me was the Vikings. The Vikings, you have a chance to put the Packers out of the playoff scenario, a team that you are, you know, probably maybe potentially going to have to play again, and um, and they and they couldn't do it. Got so, smacked at that. They wasn't. It wasn't yeah. close. Right. It wasn't. So I'm like, I, I don't know why, but that's kind of making my opinion biased about the Lions. Like, I still think that's a division team that they kind of own. So yeah. I, you know, I think that the Packers will come out. We'll see. Let's see the the. Um, the chat is going with the Jaguars on both sides uh, for that. Pops and Anthony Weston, and then they're both going for the Packers as well. Anthony, Weston wait, me and Pops cool. agreed on something? What? <laughs> Boy, it's, it's going hell again outside, man. It's a brand it's new, new year. year. Oh, it's a brand new year. You show right, dog. You show. We're gonna keep it. Hey, Pops, let's keep it going like this, man. Let's keep it going, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so we'll see, though, the NFC, though, that is the last spot to be taken is whether it's going to be Green Bay with a win or Seattle with the Green Bay loss or the Lions with a win and a Seattle loss. So and then on the other side, you got the Dolphins, the Steelers and the Patriots going for that last wild card spot. And then the winner of the Jags Titans getting the NFC or the AFC South. So should be did very you... interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did, did, did you see it? Is, is it us or uh, the Fortnite? If, if we uh, if the Eagles lose, they get in the warm spot. Do you know that for sure? Oh, I don't know that for sure, but I, I'll find out right now. Because I do, oh, I am curious how that is going to play out. Because they, they have if five losses or four losses. I thought, I thought they had one loss more than us. Well, the 49ers have four. They have the same. Oh, so the same as us then. So you might be yeah. right now. They might get a tiebreaker too, huh? Let's just make sure. Um, let's see. So the Eagles, the they get the division and they get the um the number one seed and a home uh a bye week. I'm sorry, 
Oh, if okay, they win. division. Oh, okay. If San Francisco wins and Philly loses, then they will get the number one seed in, and home field advantage. The Cowboys need Philadelphia and San Francisco to lose oh, and a win. Oh, okay. Gotcha, no. gotcha, gotcha. So uh, we'll see. But, hey, you never know. Uh, the Cowboys can end up with, uh, with winning their division with uh, getting a bye week, or they could end up going on the road <laughs> for the first week of the playoffs. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I think that's NFL talk. I think we'll go ahead and move on from there. Um, <laughs> Pop says New Year, Marcus. And uh, he's got a story. Yeah, I haven't uh, heard this. So he's got I a story. To hear that. I haven't heard it. <laughs> so, all right, that's what's up. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of goat stories and speaking of the NBA, let's go ahead and roll on to our next uh, topic for tonight. Right, let's take all right. Yeah. So, um, NBA talk. So. We got a few things going on in the NBA, but nothing too crazy. Um, nothing as big or as high stakes as what's going on in the NFL. But I did want to highlight a couple of big player performances that have happened since the last time we met. Um, Luka Doncic with the 60, 21, and 10 that's night. That's crazy. Only time, first time ever in the NBA that that's been done. A 60-point triple-double with 21, at least 20 boards and at least 10 assists. Um, 20 boards, though? He's a point guard. Like, what? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Down the stretch, I guess, in that game, too, what was what was really cool to see is that they needed all of that, right, because they were kind of coming back. They came back from, like, down, like, eight points for, for within the last minute or something like that. Um, yeah, including like 33 him, seconds. Yeah, including him missing intentionally a free throw and, and getting the board and putting it back to send it to overtime. So um, incredible night. I thought it was really funny though. At the end of the game, he said he needs a recovery beer. I'm like, I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. And um, Anthony Weston reminds us that he picked him for MVP. So <laughs> I think I did too. <laughs> I think I did. No, yeah. no, no. I pick B. You're right. I didn't. But yeah, but definitely a great game by Luca. Um, is he like the future of the NBA, or or, or what do you guys think? It's official now. I used to say, oh, no, yeah, it's official, man. He's definitely going to be a Dirk of this generation, without a doubt. And, you know, yeah. Dirk, we were big. In this generation, Dirk was a huge, so he, he definitely is that already. Great. What was what was crazy about this game, too, is the very next game, I think after against the Spurs, he put up 51. <laughs> so, like, you know, I was really thinking, like, okay, smash the under if you're a gambler. And I was saying, ain't no way he put up plus 30 the next night or whatever. No, this dude put up 51. Uh, and another crazy, crazy game. So, it's just, dude's a monster, man. He, he keeps talking about how easy it is to score in the NBA. He's not playing. Like, it, to him, it really is. It's really easy. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Pop says Luka is the NBA over Durant and Morant. And, yeah, I think it, it's like with him um, coming in and having experience against, you know, in, in professional league, albeit overseas, he really is like kind of more mature for his age. And also when the game slows down for him, just like with the Suns series, you know, even though they were down in that series, but when the game slows down for him and he kind of figures things out, he really does uh, have a way of just controlling the game and what's happening. So. Um, and what what helped him too because he was he was 17 playing with these playing with grown men so before he got to the nba so i think that really like impact him and he's had the confidence and he's not scared of nobody you know so he's been doing it for a long time like even though he's only been a, a couple of years he's really been playing like 
professional ball for a long time already. So yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, Anthony Weston says he's the probably going to be the face of the league after LeBron is done, which seems to be rapidly approaching. But another good little segue into LeBron. He continues to watch that point total go down on the LeBron tracker. 484 points away from becoming number one overall point scorer in NBA history and um, had his 38th birthday the other night in Atlanta and and showed out pretty well scored. I think 47 for for that. So is that that get this year that many points that could happen this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he'll score like he'll probably need like 32 more games or something. 33 more games. Averaging with like 16 points, maybe at the most. No, like averaging like if he's averaging like twenty four or something like that. Twenty four, okay, okay, okay. So, damn, I, I, I thought he was getting it next year. I didn't know he was getting it this year. That's crazy. Oh, he gonna get that this year. Hey, pops, did you see that, pops? I was just just wondering. You seen that? That that, pops, that that means he will have the all time leading points in the in the history. I was just <laughs> see you seen that. Not just for the not just this year, but like forever, you know. Forever, ever. Yeah, yeah, and it is a pretty, pretty um outstanding accomplishment for me for LeBron, especially because he's not really actually a scorer. Like, so um, that is pretty cool. We know longevity has stuff to do with that, but also, you know, that's part of him being a freak of nature and and committing to his body too and staying healthy and and doing those things. So um, definitely, definitely got to give shout outs to LeBron, but I'm curious as the Lakers go, like is his focus really more this point scoring total or, you know, getting them into the playoffs and making a run. Definitely but I guess it doesn't points. really matter right now with AD um, being hurt. So, <laughs> you know, just run up we and should, We shouldn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, I think, Did, said, I think we said a long time ago, like, LeBron wants that title. Like, he wants the scoring title. He's wanted the scoring title. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he I think, win another championship, he wants that. So, like, he's going to get it. Yeah. I think, yeah. too, because of how the how Kareem was kind of going at him, too, about the situation. So, that probably fired him up a little bit more. I'm not really going to get it now. You know? Right. It's interesting that they're not like on on the best terms or whatever, but um, but Kareem did tweet something for his birthday the other day, um, to to LeBron. So you know maybe Kareem's like more accepting the fact though. We'll see. Did Did Jordan uh, play till he was what thirty seven or thirty eight? How How old was Jordan? I think Jordan played till he was thirty seven or thirty eight, but he did. I think he was thirty seven too. I think LeBron yeah. is thirty eight, and on the level he's playing right now. Jordan would even close to this. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, because let's move on. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell with 71 points, most in the game since Kobe scored his, um, his 81 points. And that's pretty astonishing. 11 assists as well means he wasn't just, you know, taking shots, but he was sharing the ball a little bit. This happened last night. And, um, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a great feat, but, um, is Donovan Mitchell up there as like one of the greatest scorers, or was this just like an outburst for him? What do you guys think? Outburst. I mean, he's had some big games before, you know. So we've seen him put up fifty a couple of times. You think about that series in the uh, in the bubble with um, I think it was who was it? Was it the Celtics? Him and no, no, no. It was him and uh, Murray from the uh, yeah. For what, yeah, they had like back to back fifty games, yeah. games, something like that, or the same same game fifty point games like that. But um, so you know he can put the ball in the basket. But, like, that's one of them nights where, like, the hoop just gets bigger and bigger as the time goes. He was taking Steph Curry shots, and they were just falling swishing up in the net. You know, I, I don't see something like this happen again. But, you know, he's good. He's nice. I, I think he complements that team really, really well. I think he 
uh, makes them a legit threat in the East. Um, but huge game. It's crazy. 71 and 11. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a big game for him. Um, I am curious to see what happens with the Cavs, though. They are putting together a nice team. Um, if they can make a run in the East this year and, and kind of change too, things up or not. They're too small, man. They ain't going to do nothing. They might scare the Cavs. Yeah. He, he still he looks funny in that uniform though. Like why like why did he go there? Yeah, I agree. Let's see. Jordan led the league in minutes played at 37. Can't top him. Answer for everything LeBron will ever do. <laughs> Anthony Wesson also coming in on the LeBron. I mean, sorry, on the Jordan camp. Jordan retired at 36, came back at 38, retired twice. So he's missing you can't, the first Key word, you cannot retire twice. He quit twice. Just put that. He quit. He can't, when you retire, you don't come back from it, right? Am I wrong about it? You quit, and then you came back. That's the difference between him and LeBron. LeBron's never quit. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, last thing we have for basketball, though, is we are going to do an MLK Day contest. Um, Unc was was uh, gracious enough to to give us a Trey Young rookie card, and we're gonna we're gonna make it into a contest. Um, we're gonna pick all the MLK Day games because basically we have sort of like our pick'em scenario in NFL, where on MLK Day all of the NBA teams are gonna be active. So we're gonna just mm -hmm. pick all the different matchups, and then we'll create a tiebreaker. Um, but We'll see whoever gets the best record or the most predictions right um, for the MLK Day Challenge will get the rookie card. So very exciting there, too. Um, this will be our first like basketball type of contest. So hopefully we can get some participation in there. I know a few of our slackers will be will be in it. Um, but just um, next week, I'll probably come with the details of how to submit that. I'm thinking maybe a spreadsheet or something I'll have to create because they don't have this type of game on Yahoo. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We're going to make that. So. That's exciting stuff. Uh, you know, potentially win a Trey Young rookie card, and uh, that card will be even more valuable after he's traded away from the Hawks. So exactly. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that I was like, he's gonna be traded. It's gonna be worth a little bit more, man. Right. So that'll be more to more to talk about, more to look forward to. And um, you know, NBA is gonna start heating up pretty soon after we get through the All Star game and all that. Um, we'll, we'll get down the stretch, but but that's what's up. Um, uh oh. Marcus MJ said to him, <laughs> "Why? Why can I make any more? He's he's still the second best player of all time. I can't. I can't. Why not? He's still the second best. He has to how to say he's number one for me to buy his shoes. He's still number two. Like it's okay. Number two is good too. He did his thing. He's still great to me. He still ain't like he. I'm saying he's garbage. He's just number two. That's all. That's stats prove things. Stats are are recorded for a reason." His stats are killing Jordan's stats. <laughs> That's what's up. See, and we're gonna have that. We're gonna have one of these days. We'll have the bigger debate. Maybe during the um, maybe during the off season, uh, we'll have the bigger debate. But um, Anthony West says Kobe is number one to him. Yeah, see, and look it at is. That. Hey, you know, that ain't true, but look at that. You know, we all have opinions. We all have opinions. Yeah, see, exactly, exactly. You, him, you and pops are wrong. It's, it's all good though. We all we still love y'all. Oh, uh, that's what's up. Okay, so I think that's our NBA talk for today. Uh, we'll continue to watch the games, but the Lakers did get a nice little win the other night, and and hopefully they can put a little something together while LeBron marches towards his number one. Come on, AD, squad. get back, man. Come on, AD. Yeah, let's get it. All right, last topic of the day. Let's keep this thing moving.
So what's next again? Other sports? Oh yeah, yeah, other sports. Okay, yeah. so so not like not football. Yeah, yeah, not basketball. We did that already. Oh okay, like like hockey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like hockey, hockey. hockey. Feel okay, me? Okay, like like. Oh, like baseball. Yes, you know sir. Saying? Yes, sir. Like like soccer, right? There we go. Like soccer. Like other sports. Marcus, you want to respond real quick, or we just leave that for later? Uh, when 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 the best player you guarded in the finals is Hersher Hawkins, you plus to win six in a row. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, all right, Dressler. Oh, wow. Um, All right, other sports. So we have to say uh, goodbye and rest in peace to Pele, um, who passed away since we since we met last. um, He was at an advanced age and it was kind of coming. His family was able to to surround him. um, But with his passing was um, some time to reflect. And and I think collectively the world's greatest in the world's opinion, the greatest soccer player ever. Pele uh, definitely impacted the game and definitely. Took, took the game to even bigger platform, definitely brought it to America. I, w- I would say um, he's one of those guys similar to a Jordan where his name is always linked uh, with the sport itself and being kind of, you know, bigger than the game. So rest in peace to Pele uh, for sure. You put also, him up there too. What's up? You think he's the greatest? I think so. Okay. It, it's especially cause just the, like the legendary nature. And we kind of talk about this with, with Jordan or with, with other guys like Will Chamberlain, where it's like, you just hear the stories and the legend grows bigger and bigger. And, you you know, for me, I didn't get to experience seeing Pele play soccer like that, but to see clips and to like kind of understand the story of him setting the standard and pay the um, way trailblazer. Exactly. Yeah. And then comparing that to comparing that to, you know, some of these guys now it's just not quite the same. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I would say he's the the greatest soccer player for sure. How was he? He was like 83. 83. Oh, yeah. wow. He was, oh, man. So, again, did a lot of his work and, and did made a lot of his impact way before social media, way before, <laughs> you know, the age of, of being able to pass information like this and, you know, oh, multi-network TV and all that stuff. So, um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely a legend. And I would say the greatest soccer player ever. Um, I ain't watch his also, movie, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, his impact, his impact reached far and wide, uh, for sure. Anthony Wesson, he was trying to throw more comments at you, but his face because <laughs> I'm because it's I just have that favor like that, dog. It happens like that, you know. Shuts you down when you're wrong. That's all. I love <laughs> so you, though, dog. The YouTube side, uh, Pop says another goat won three World Cups, scored multiple goals at the. Dang, he won three World Cups. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah God, so, dang, that's hard. Man, that was difficult. I know, and but three at seventeen, breaking in, in in the in the World Cup and 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 scoring multiple goals at Damn. that young age—that's pretty crazy. So he definitely, that's definitely uh, uh, changed the game there. Um, Messi just got his first. This man got three. Exactly, exactly. And Messi will definitely not get another one. Yeah, he's he's like that. Yeah, so. Also, rest in peace to action sports star Ken Block. Uh, he was the co-founder of DC, and also um, he made the Jim Connor movies, which are like basically like kind of brought some different videos about drifting and uh, and and doing rally cross. Um, he actually passed away a couple of days ago in a snowboarding accident. So, um, rest in peace to Ken Block. He was one of a uh, very interesting guy, but like kind of him and Rob Deerdeck brought action sports to like the mainstream a little bit. I would say. 
um, a little bit more. So, um, but that was a, a sad news to hear as well. So rest in peace to Kim Block. Um, the other thing we had really for other sports uh, was some bowl game recaps and, and talking <laughs> about the big matchup coming up on Monday. Um, we had quite, quite, um, quite possibly the best, um, I would say, weekend of college football playoff or the, or the best college football playoff two games in a row that I wanted to talk about for sure. Um, but let's, oh, let me grab this, this comment real quick, though. Grace has got to jump off. Rough day in sports world. Prayers to the family and for a full recovery. Just reminders, new year, be kind and let those who love you know how much. For sure. Um, or let those you know, love, those you love know how much. My bad. <laughs> yeah. We know. We can read it. We know what you Yeah, yeah we got you. We got you. But thank you, Grace, for that message. Definitely thank you for being here and, and a great reminder as well, um, for sure. Um, I know Anthony Wesson was uh, was excited about his Horned Frogs uh, yeah. beating Michigan in that first game of the playoff. Um so I do have to say shout out to, to TCU. They played well. I do think Michigan let some opportunities go by, especially early on in the game, going for it on fourth that's down. I think that, they kind that's of a touchdown. Played. Yeah, the, mm. but I do want to ask you guys about that. The, that touchdown, uh, the receiver falling and being like an inch away, I think that was a touchdown. By the time he actually grabbed it and his butt You got to give that to him, man. Um, yeah. There are certain times where replay is just not needed. Like everybody seeing that play, knowing that play, knowing football, that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Um, I don't think anybody was screaming to bring that back, but it's crazy. The very next play, Michigan fumbles it away. Like just so many different things I feel like um, kind of took them off track early in that game. And TCU um, definitely went in there and fought hard. So um, that's that's how it goes. You know, that's how the cookie crumbles. But I I, I don't think Michigan were as prepared as they should have been. I think that they made some early calls that was a little bit arrogant and they were just assuming they were going to win out because they're the better team and yeah. you can't assume that. Um, TCU took you can't assume Kelly says, so happy for TCU, embarrassed by my dogs, but excited for 1-9. Uh, Kelly says, I think TCU proved they deserve to be there and they definitely played tough. And every time Michigan came back and got close, they scored again to put I them know. down further. Um, that was my thing too. I kept thinking that Michigan was going to end up like making a comeback, but every time they scored, TCU scored right after. Like it's crazy. Yeah. They played well. They definitely did. Pop says they cheated Michigan. We're going to hurt these guys really bad. Uh, talking about Georgia at TCU. Anthony West says Panthers may benefit from that loss. Um, yeah. We that is kind of an other sports topic. Jim Harbaugh potentially leaving to go to the Panthers. What do you think about that, uh, Strizzy, as our resident Panthers fan? That'd be cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm I'm a big fan of John Harbaugh. Obviously, they're two different brothers, but um, you know, he 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 has success in the NFL, right? He, college football coaches don't always do well in the NFL, but it's not like he hasn't had success, you know, with the 49ers before going to a Super Bowl prior. So, I don't know. It's tricky because I feel like the team has bought into Wilkes. They want Wilkes back. So it's like when you don't kind of when you don't give the team the team exactly what they want. You bring somebody else in, it might, you know, they're they're gonna play for who they're gonna play for. Obviously, they have a job to do, but you know, it might it might be a little rocky in the, in 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 the beginning. But um, obviously, like if he can come in and do a good job, like I'm I'm all for it. He's actually really good, with really good defenses. So you know, he's gonna get a, he's gonna inherit a really good one. So it's it's just honestly, our team is just a matter of our offense rolling. You know what I mean? Like defense will do what it's do. We just need a coach who's gonna come in here and be able to get the most out of our offense and. Once we can do that, we're we're back in contention for our, our division. So I just want a coach to come in here and fix it, fix the offense. That's it. 
Can't hear you. Oh, it'll be on mute. Oh, my bad. I was just going to say, I wonder if it will be the same him coming back to the NFL like that um, as it was before. And also, I still feel like you have unfinished business at Michigan. If you were to leave now, I mean, they, he, they, he did beat Ohio State, and that was something that took him a long time to get over the hill to do. But then mm-hmm. two consecutive playoff appearances, two ex- consecutive first round and out. I feel like he should go back to Michigan and keep it moving, but yeah, I don't know. He's not coming back to the NFL. Why would why would you go to the, the Panthers? They don't have a quarterback. As he's a quarterback coach, like he gonna go there and still be not good. Like he's not going there. I don't believe he'll leave because he had the opportunity to leave already. He didn't go. So <laughs> why, why leave? You know, like why leave now and go there and then you stick up the place so again? Apparently, apparently, be paying coaches buku bucks to come over here and do what they do. So yeah, I, I just feel it's it's gonna be less stress. If he go, because he gonna have to do it all the way over. He gonna have to win these games. I'm do it, and you don't even know he's division at the same same time. So he mm-hmm. ain't coming in just all oh, you can win games. Like you still gonna have to. I just think less stress for him. I think he stays in Michigan. Yeah, yeah so. he definitely be coming in and immediately being on the hot seat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he'd be if on you, the hot if seat you, immediately. If you had a quarterback, I think yeah, maybe you had a shot. Maybe he had a good quarterback coming in. Yeah, yeah but I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll still be somewhat close to like a, a top top ten pick. I think um, it just it, the thing that sucks the most is we didn't get to see Matt Corral play at all. That really sucked. So now going into the draft next year, we have to think to ourselves like, do we try to write it out, see what Matt has, or do we try to get another quarterback? So it's like either way, we're gonna waste a pick. Like our first round pick might get wasted. So it, it, it is it is a tough situation getting into. Like it's. You gotta be ready to go and like have a full head of steam of being like, okay, this is what I want to do with this team if he's gonna actually try it out. But I'm kind of with Marcus. It's like, why would you leave? You you got a good thing going, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like you finally you finally have Michigan back to where we're used to seeing Michigan being in a sense. You haven't got the title yet, but you know they've been losing for a while. How many times did they lose to Ohio State? You know what I'm saying? How many years in a row? Right, five, six in a row. Five, six, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'd be rough, and I think Anthony's right. If he gets there, he has to have like the perfect offensive coordinator. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, it would be an interesting uh, kind of turn of events if he did step away from Michigan, but I, I feel like he would kind of be leaving some some business unsaid. Um, dang, Anthony Wesson said they were saying he may get twenty million a year in the NFL, so that's probably a lot of money. Pop says, if we fail to win the Super Bowl, hope we fire big ahead and get Kirby <laughs> to NFL physicality and discipline. Yeah, I think Kirby Smart, though, is building something in Georgia for the yeah. long haul. He um, Kirby, Kirby ain't coming. Kirby got to focus on this game because we we, we, we kind of just like went over like Ohio State should have won that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. kick, the kicker. The so – I, I was so nervous. I mean, I love the fact that Georgia never quit, though. And that that is that is why I still feel like, you know, when people say Ohio State deserved to win that game or, or Georgia was lucky, I get that. But sometimes it takes luck to stay undefeated, and you also have to be in a position to be lucky. But you're um, the champions, though. Champions, that's the champions do. They don't they don't fold. They they've been there and done that. So that's why they they got there. They still should have lost the game, but I think the championship in them, that's what they won the game. And that quarterback, that's, that's why I feel like this is going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout because you guys' quarterback, is he's really not that good to me. And yeah, he, it's so he's funny. Not, yeah. He had a great last final two drives to bring us back and to, and to bring us back from from down 13. 
um, you know, late in that game. But it's so funny that, you know, and he throws for like, I think it was like his career high, 390 yards or something like that. And then the very first thing out of Kirby Smart's mouth is, hey, he's got to play better if we're going to win a championship. <laughs> and um, I love that about the coach, too, is keeping it real. It's like even when they were like on the stage getting ready to present them with like the trophies and stuff, like he was over there talking to him about like, hey, different plays were and different mistakes that he made. Um, I do think that TCU is going to be a tough matchup. But in the long haul, I think Georgia should have enough to get it done. But as long as they corral their quarterback better, um, I feel like in this game, we're rushing too much for sacks and not rushing to contain. And C.J. Stroud got out of the pocket and made big plays. Our defense, our defense, our defensive backs cannot hold for that long, you know, um, and, and no defensive backs really can. If you get that much time, our defensive line kind of let us down and didn't get any sacks. If they don't get any sacks against TCU, it's going to be a problem again. I, yeah. I can see that happening. So yeah. uh, we'll see how they play, but. I think injuries gonna gonna hurt TCU too. They're running, but I don't think he's gonna play uh, thirty three. I think his name is is it Miller? Yeah, I think it's Miller. I think I think if he plays this game, I think it'll be a different ball game. I think it would it would happen, but uh, I don't know. Yes, y'all should y'all should y'all should. I, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout like people think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a tough game for you guys. But I think you guys, like I said before, you champions. Like t- two years ago, you was almost there. They hurt some of the guys. know, you know, so they know how to kind of ride this when it's get kind of tough. They kind of ride that wave. These other guys are new to it, so like I think Ohio State next year, I think they'll 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 feel this again and know how to overcome it. You know, so things happen like that. Things overcome after a while. But Georgia, they're on a perfect spot right now. They know how to overcome this and how to win the game. Like I said, you got the, the best coach in football with me. I'm, I know people say Nick Saban, but uh, Kirby, is a, he's, he's, a, he's a great dude and great coach. I think he's going to have those guys ready to go. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Shrizzy, what are your thoughts on the game? I, think, like, I, don't, I don't think – Georgia's not going to make the same mistakes that, that Michigan did. Michigan made a ton of mistakes too. Like they left the they left a lot of receivers open, like wide open on a bunch of plays that went straight for touchdowns. Um, and I don't think Georgia's going to do that. And I think that they're going to learn too that as long as they contain uh, TCU's quarterback and, like I said, don't let him get out and run as much as he likes to. That's going to really, really, it's going to make them struggle. I think they're going to struggle against um, that that strong defense that Georgia has. And uh, I I don't know. Like I think it might be close for a while, but I think that Georgia's going to end up getting out. Like, you know, that second half, fourth quarter, I think they're going to get a little too out on them a little bit. Um, but shout, but hats off to uh, to that to TCU, uh, TCU, though, man. Like, I think you mentioned it last week. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you get a little too much time to prepare for teams. You know what I mean? I think they they really looked at Michigan, looked at what they do, you know, don't do well and, and what, what TCU does do well, and they kind of took it to them. So, you know, even though Michigan made a ton of mistakes – doesn't mean that TCU didn't capitalize on their offense didn't roll them, you know what I'm saying? So uh I don't know, man. I think I think Georgia looked you know, they still look good, but Ohio State's not bad, not a bad team. They got great receivers, probably the best receiving team receiving core in the in the national in the NCAA. So uh still a good game, but I think I think you guys repeat this year. Yeah, I think so too. Um it's gonna be a very exciting game though, uh not too far away over there in LA in SoFi Stadium. Should be a beautiful scene, so uh, we'll see what's up with that. But yeah, I um, let's see real quick. Uh, Kelly says Kirby was right, love that too. Um, Anthony Weston says Crazy Mizzou had the best defensive game plan against Georgia all season, and definitely so. M- Missouri played Georgia really well there, the and it shows like kind of um, if you have the right plan, you can play and you can kind of swing above your weight class, and mm-hmm. I think that's what TCU is going to have to do. But like you said, kind of strizzy, like. 
in the long run, hopefully uh, we have better players, better game plan, and we'll kind of um, kind of grind them down late in that game. Pops says, I want to destroy them, hurt their pride, beat them, beat them into submission, easy game after the first quarter. So uh, I'm hoping it goes like that too. Some of the other New Year Bulls, um, Alabama, big time over Kansas State. Uh, Tennessee over Clemson was a good one. And then Tulane uh, coming back against USC was a was a really big game. I don't know if you guys watched any of that one. Yeah. But, um, Different um, team, same outcome. Sorry, I'm still bitter. <laughs> Different team, same outcome. I'm still bitter. Yeah, so, I feel you. I feel you. They escaped to the better weather and everything like that, but still lost their lost their last two games down there. So yeah. that's a tough one. Um, but that's all we really, really have for other sports. Um, I am definitely excited for the national championship game, though, and, and Georgia having a chance to repeat. But TCU shouldn't be taken lightly. They got there for a reason, um, and we still have to go out there and, and, and play the game for sure. So um, I'm excited for that, though, too. Um, anything else that we want to to mention before we before we wrap things up here? All right. No. I think that's going to do it then. Um, let me go back to full screen here. And um, and just, yeah, um, check us out on Thursday for Secure the Bag for week 18 of the NFL. Um, that will be our last regular season full slate of games before we roll into the wild card playoff weekend. Um, and, and yeah, um, compete with us on the Yahoo. And I mentioned it, all, I'll, I'll mention it on Secure the Bag, but I also want to mention it um, here is that we are having the Super Bowl squares. I do got the grid ready. Um, we're giving out, you know, the squares for each of the people that have won our, our week by week pick them, but also those squares are going to be available uh, for $5. If you want to hit us up, I'm going to start trying to get out ahead of this a little bit early so we can make sure that we get the full 100 grid filled up. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys are interested in Super Bowl squares, hit us up. Um, or if you have family and friends that are going to be interested in it, we'll be selling them all through the playoffs so that we're, we're squared away well before the big game. So that's what's up. Um, Moms wants to know the top story of 2022. Um, what would you guys say looking back? Do you guys have, if we can think about it right now, or we can maybe come back with it next week, but what would you guys say? Just what stands out for you for from last year? We talking about sports or in general? Or? Um, sports, I would say sports, I guess. Um, there's a lot of different things out there. Um, Brittany Griner, yeah, Serena Williams, um, even Kyrie last year with the vaccination, yes or no. Um, that was kind of early 2022. CMC um, trade, that was big. Christian McCaffrey, um, even like I don't know, Djokovic not getting vaccinated, so he couldn't uh, couldn't play. Um, mom says live golf. That's it. That was another one that, that, that was a big story all year, the PGA versus live. What yeah. was going to happen with that? Uh, Anthony Weston says Argentina winning yeah. the world cup. Um, those are some good ones. So yeah, I think I uh, definitely would say Brendan Griner coming back home. I think that's might be my biggest thing to happen. Yeah. That was maybe the coolest thing to happen, you know? Agreed to. And it was like a, a story like all throughout the year, right? Kind of watching and seeing the updates with that. That was always kind of in the background. So I think that especially, might be. Yeah, especially getting nine years and then you home now. So yeah, that had to be, that'd be my biggest thing. I agree with you on that one. Um, 
Oh, we <clears throat> we didn't talk about this. We're gonna have to talk about this a little bit more detail. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Anthony Weston says Dana White is about to be the biggest for 2023. Uh, was in an altercation with his wife on New Year's Eve, um, or at a New Year's Eve party. Um, I almost said something. <laughs> I said I'll bear. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, Kelly says I think Serena is one of the tops for sure. Definitely um, um, her retirement and just watching to see uh, if she could, you know, kind of pull it out. We were really, really rooting for her in, in her last major. Um, but, yeah, that's some of the that's some good, uh, good mentions for 2022. I will say, though, it feels like it went by in a blur. Here we yeah. are in 2023 and expecting the same for this year. Um, but, I, you know, I hope it is a year full of blessings for us all. And we'll we'll definitely stay busy and we'll definitely keep it moving on Slack. We'll be here. Um, Every Tuesday for y'all. So. Tuesday, you know what I'm <laughs> so that's what it is. Um, I think we'll go ahead and, and wrap it up there, though. Um, appreciate all the slackers out there. Your comments, your engagement uh, mean a lot to us. And uh, check out Secure the Bag on Thursday for the final week of the NFL season. And until then, it's your boy A-Dub. And your boy Demar Hamlin, man. Praying for you. Yes, sir. Yes, get better. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.